episode 31 of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut. And the Polar Bear. And the Polar Bear. I'll be honest, I forgot my nickname for about 20 <laughs> seconds there. I thought it was just a little dramatic effect. I was like, oh, look at, I'll add the, look yeah, at this guy I know, working. I completely forgot what to say. On a freaking There's too much, Wednesday. Thursday. I know, Wednesday. it's what Wednesday, it? but you know what? <laughs> there's so much going on in my mind, of course yeah. there's going to be a mind gap. Whew! And, listen, we got a lot to <laughs> break down here. It's not, I'm in a mood, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in a mood. But there's two people in a mood in this room. Yeah. And let's dive into why we're in a mood. The Padres. The plummeting Padres, as I so put on the topic list. Um, yikes. Yikes comes to mind. There's not much to say there. Diamondbacks, Rockies. Seven games. You would think if before those games happened, you'd go, if we went five and two, I'd be a... I'd be okay with that. I'd like to go maybe six and one, maybe Honestly, one. Honestly, I was actually leaning more towards like if yeah. really if Padres like pure form, six and one would yeah. be no question. That was that'd be like that's appropriate. Like let's start making moves for the wild card. Okay, well, what happened was not that. One and six. We are now eight and a half games behind the Dodgers for the wild card. Oh, okay. And Twelve and a half. Twelve, yeah. Who even knows? It's yeah, a double-digit number, and, and now it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, because I was I, eight and a half. And, no, it yeah. doesn't matter. Excuse me. It doesn't matter. The Giants are the Giants. They, like, win games. We find ways to lose games. So, look. <laughs> they lost again today at the afternoon game with Arietta pitching. It is, it's been just sickening to watch. We're behind in pretty much every game. I mean, look, out the gates, I'm already, There's we're, we're down so much 3-0. Depression. Yeah. Oh, it's, I literally get like a pin in my stomach watching the Padres now. And from all the excitement we had at the beginning of sports banter and throughout the year, I mean, this is the worst stretch of the year. And we cannot figure anything out. So I think I may have texted you, I think it was last week, when we were both watching a game and we were just talking about it. And my word that I used was fatigued. And the <sighs> look, <laughs> fatigued or not, how our team is playing currently, I'm getting that they're fatigued. And now, I will say... I don't know about that. Well, this is why I say that. Is because we're losing to teams that we definitely should not have been losing to. And that in my mind, puts a little fatigue on just your mind and your fucking oh, body. Oh, I'm, I'm fatigued. And as a fan, it makes it even worse. And, you know, it's just, we're at this point, and yeah, the 12 and a half and 8 and a half games back, you know, wild card, and just in the division <sighs> itself, it, it's fucking tough. It's really hard. But with that being said, you know, it... it again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in this mindset of me, our team is just fatigued I, I don't know what's going on I, I i'm a little there's a weird cloud if you yeah, will there's a dark cloud is and, what it is yeah and i i i don't i don't like it of course not i don't but it's just where did it come from how did it happen where is the wind in our sails well, like let's, let's dive into what's actually going wrong and that is at, well first it's everything everything's going wrong we our I love how critical stink. we are because it reminds me of like East Coast 
radio, and I really no, like this that. Is, this is literally the worst patch of the year. And we're in such a weird place where now, like, we're just looking at the Reds from behind us, which we beat the Reds seven out of eight times or eight out of nine times this year. It's disgusting that we're even looking at the Reds. When you look at it that way, we're just trying to keep the ship afloat. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what exactly sucks. what's going on. That's what fucking sucks, It's honestly. every day. It's kind of the same game where I think what you're saying is fatigue. I'm thinking attitude is off and almost like we don't have the wherewithal or like energy to fix right the ship well that's what i'm trying to say is with fatigued is maybe okay fatigue might be just a broad word but what i'm saying is, is i'm agreeing with you is there's this there's this sense of complacency of like well we're well just, it's almost like oh here it goes again yeah it's and like fuck that it's let's like, go what, what is going on man we're playing the rockies yeah and we need billy b man throw a bat or something and, yeah <laughs> Do somebody do something because literally we're playing the Diamondbacks and Rockies and making them look like they're us. You know yeah. what I mean? We're behind it every game. The pitching is garbage. The pitching we yeah. are giving up so many it? hits, runs, home runs. Anytime we get close to a lead, we give up like three runs. Yeah. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's a completely wa- different team. I agree. Watching yesterday, I mean, uh, I didn't watch the game today, but I was watching yesterday. And, I mean, it was like every pitch was outside the strike zone. And then the pitch that would get there would be either a base or a double hit. It's crazy. It's it's, It's almost like the other teams, and this is so simple, but they've figured it out. And we're just, like, in this nebulous state of – there's no flow to our team right now. Um, There's no swag right now. There's no swag. There's no – it's almost like we're scheduled to play a game and we have to play the game for as long as it's scheduled to play. But there's no passion for something deeper, which is what we want, obviously. You get to yeah. the postseason. I don't think they're having fun, I can tell you that. No, because we're getting our ass whooped. Yeah, like... Because we're not doing... We're almost... Are there too many changes in the lineup? <laughs> My mind is I racing. Know, I know, Are there too many changes going on in the lineup? Like, what do you think's going on? I think... I think it's the pure attitude of, like, when we go down now, it's like, ugh... Here it goes again. We're going to lose this sucks. game now. Yeah. Instead of, hey, we're down 1-0. Let's have a better inning defensively for pitching, number one. And when we're up at bat, like, let's go get it. There's not that, like, hunger. It's more just like, ugh, we're blowing it. We're blowing it. Yeah. And as a fan, I'm watching this shit. Yeah. We're watching this shit. And it's so obvious that it's, like, you can sense that attitude is happening. And that's why we're losing to the Diamondbacks, who are the worst team in baseball. That's a fact. Lost yeah. three out of four to the Diamondbacks. And then that carry, you let that carry over into Colorado, and we get swept by the Rockies. So one in six on a freaking road, you know, road trip. Yeah, and, and you know what sucks too is is those games should have definitely been a... Standings booster. Well, standings booster and... Yeah, standings booster because... Those are games that we needed to win, and we need to win. Yeah, because <laughs> because from here on out, we have an extremely difficult schedule. I mean, we see the Dodgers again. We see the Giants. I mean, it's just like you know, those are those are the games again. Standing builder or uh, yeah, standing booster, booster builder, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call say. it. It didn't happen. But so. no, it didn't happen, but that's where like, you know, you kind of look at the clubhouse and go, "We there's no losing here. 
We have to win these. We have to figure out as a team how to win these games because we yeah. can let the Dodgers and the Giants do their thing. We can have the Reds and that, do their that's thing. That's gone, by the way. No. The Dodgers and Giants are like, that's out of reach, I believe. Exactly. And, and no, I completely agree. And the flip side of that is you go in confident into those tough games. I mean, we're going to have some tough series coming up where we're yeah. kind of looking at each other going, fuck, I mean, we can get swept there. Yeah, I mean, we you just saw it. I mean, we can get swept by the worst team in freaking baseball. So now that we're going to go against... Yeah, it's just such bullshit. <laughs> it is. It is, because for a team that talented, and then to just underperform, and then... Yeah, I don't know. It's not great, even about underperforming. It's there. the... There's no attack after you've been hit in the mouth. There's no response. Yeah. There's just like, oh, I hope it doesn't fucking happen today. You, and I hate that. I hate you, that it's like loser's mentality. Do you think a lot of this has stemmed from like the Tatis injury? No, I see that's I don't know where it started. I think based on the Diamondback series, it was like, whoa, like what the hell is going on here? And then everybody's slumping at like kind of the same time. Yes. And that's effect affected the approach to the plate, the pitching approach, and it's almost like you're afraid to make a mistake rather than trying to make a play. And there's two different mentalities there, right? Yeah, there is. I, I mean, again, we don't know what the clubhouse is like, but the feeling that's being emulated from the players to the fans is there's some sort of eggshell or disconnect going on to where they're not playing to have fun. Or like you said, like, all right, I'm just here to play, you know, yeah. like show up. Get, my chick, yeah. get my check and fucking bounce. Like, I don't want that to ever be a thought. With any team, let alone our yeah. our boys. The, the momentum you know? from July and August has completely flipped. We were three games behind the Dodgers. And now it's, it's now scary. it's now we're, we're just holding off the fucking Reds. Yeah, we shouldn't even is, be in the conversation. No, it's such we're a up, bullshit way to look at it too, you know? Like Right. You, instead of attacking, you know, the team that we've been wanting to attack you know, we've been talking about the Dodgers Padres rivalry. Now it's the momentum's completely flipped into Something else. And, you know, we're not playing up to those standards to rival those teams. And they're yeah. winning games or finding ways to win games because they're good teams. And the baseball season is a grind. But to lose to the Diamondbacks and Rockies when you absolutely have to stand pat is bananas, as yeah. a peanut would say. Yeah, it's such bullshit. It's just so... So is it too late? Is it too late to fix this? Or are you still optimistic? No, I'm still can... optimistic. I'll never not be optimistic. <sighs> it's I know, very it's hard. hard. It's, it's hard. very hard for me to say that with our past two our past two outings, if you will. But series outings. Yeah, series outings. But for me, you know, I I wanna see how they respond and you know Yeah, because I mean look, about the response They've already responded horribly on the road. So now yeah. you're coming home. And if you continue this spiral effect at home, then forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not if – we, if we can't respond at home with the fans like you and I who, even though it's been brutal, like I'm still going to go and root for you. Yeah, I'm never going to give up on our team ever. If you can't figure it out then, ever. then look, like maybe this isn't the team that we thought it was. And that's a brutal story to even – have to bring up this next series will definitely dictate the, the end of the season right because i'm hope this is what really bothers me i've been hoping for 
that game that turns it all around. We pick up positive momentum, and it just has not happened. Speaking about two days ago, the first game of the Rockies series, Grisham comes up with two outs in the ninth. They're down 5-2, hits a two-strike, three-run homer to tie it up. Yeah. And I'm going, this is the moment. Yeah. This is where we're going to flip it all. This and is then, where it kind of comes full circle. Like, we're right. coming back, baby. So then Hassan Kim flies out, end of the inning, and then Hudson comes in immediately. Two batters later, gives up a walk-off home run. It's immediately, we're back to here of this yeah. deflated place. And it's like, we had that moment, and we couldn't grab it. So I don't know what that says for the future of the season, but it's disappointing isn't the right word. It's, like I said at the beginning, it's that it's feeling. It is the feeling in my gut, like when we're watching the game. Like today, I'm like, we're not going to win this game. Like there's no hope Which sucks, with the fucking watching the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because it's the status quo. Like you don't see any change in how they're playing. Yeah, there's just this weird, I don't know. It's just so <laughs> fucked. It is I, fucked. I, I, like, it, it's annoying. It's and it's fucked. not done yet. That's why it's, like, I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. We, we're playing good it's teams It's hard to now. say, yeah. And, like, the Dodgers are coming in, and I think it's next week. And the yeah, way we're playing, to play so. them, that's going to be, it's a completely different. It's going to be an ass whooping. It's a completely it's different setup than it was earlier in the year when we were whooping their ass. Do you think the trade deadline had an effect on our guys? Because technically, that's all right around trade deadline. I think if it did have an impact, it should have been positive because no one really got traded. You know, yeah, like, you're right. No one. You should have had that cohesive. There wasn't a unit. big shift yeah. in the game. You didn't get Scherzer, but you also didn't lose anybody that you you know grown in the system with. And if anything, that should give you more confidence that ownership and Preller has you know belief in you that this is the unit. Yeah. So I I disavow that. I no disavow that. Yeah, I just wanted to get your opinion that notion. On that. And but it could is what I'm saying. It could have had an impact, but that's bullshit. If you're on the team, to oh, yeah. think that way. Yeah, I mean, I brought it up because, you know, maybe there was all these high expectations of like, yo, we are getting, you know, uh, Scherzer, if you will. Like, yeah, it's gonna hype our game up a little mm. bit. But again, you and I have that same mindset. I thought the exact same thing. It solidified the confidence in the current team. And why not just what we're doing is we're just adding a little piece here, a little piece there to complete our puzzle, if you will. Exactly. And, you know, now it's, I don't know, I'm I'm worried, but I'm optimistic in saying like, you know what, our boys can turn it around. They're coming home. Maybe they just need a big hug from the fans. Like who knows, right? (laughs) There is time technically, but it has to happen like now. Yeah. You got to fuck. I mean, you better hope the whole freaking Dodger clan gets COVID or something. I mean, (sighs) You know, it's My just, God. it's just, again, it, we're, we're kind of at a loss for words for this because it's, it's just so unexpected it's demoralizing. demoralizing. Exactly. Yeah. Like we got a swift kick to the pants and it fucking sucks. And we got it for six fucking games. We didn't get it for one or two. We signed Arietta, who was, you know, he won the Cy Young with the Cubs in mm-hmm. 2015, he's not that guy anymore. He's like a six ERA. Yeah. But, you know, I'm at least happy the Padres are doing something based on the injury to Darvish and Weathers. What's going on with Weathers. that fucker? That motherfucker well, needs he's, a stretch. He's hurt. And then Weathers just gets rocked every time he's out there now, which is crazy. Because uh, you know, he was with, good. Yeah, he was. And, and, and for me, Weathers is a young guy, you know, young in yeah, the system. So for me, like, yes, this is an excuse, but for me, 
four weathers, it gives me this a little bit of a, you know, kind of a pat on my ass, if you will, for weathers. Like, hey, man, it's his second season, and he hasn't even had a full MLB season. Yes, he was in the minors and things like that. But you know what? He's still learning how to pitch in a major yeah. league setting. Well, the problem is, it's exactly right, and he's getting his ass whooped right now. Yes, yeah. I <laughs> and don't he wanna, hasn't flipped it yet. No, I don't want to knock that so, he's, like, he's not performing at an MLB level. But I, I just, I'm making the excuse for him of saying he's young in the game. And I think that's... In the professional game, yeah. you know. And I think that's my point earlier with the pitching is a disaster. Darvish got hurt again. Fucking and easy he, he got, yoga or something. He got, he got uh, rocked before he got hurt. And Snell yeah. has been, uh, you know, he's pitching better now. But he, the whole year we've been like, what is the deal with Blake Snell? Musgrove, love the guy to death. But he got worked the last time he was out. Weathers, like I just said. So now we bring in Arietta, who's had a tough year. And I'm going, I mean, literally today I'm going, if we could have one storyline, it would be, can Arietta come in? And kind of get a, that fresh start, that new team vibe, and like come, yeah. you know, just have a fresh start. And he pitches well. Like, can we just have that? It's almost seven like they inning... need to start talking shit to the other team <laughs> or something. Like, but can he have that like seven inning, two run outing where it's like, hey, maybe we got something here? And in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, that's not gonna happen. No. And today, gives up like six. Granted, it's Coors Field, but gives up six, and he gets hurt. And I go, this is just unbelievable. It doesn't matter who's out there. They can't do it right now. Someone fucked with the Joe Boo. The fucking Joe Boo <laughs> And we were like 20 games over 500, like last week, before this road trip started. Yeah. Go one and six versus these two awful teams. And, you know, you were t- speaking about Machado. That's what, first of all, I don't want to make this a Manny's not a hustle guy. Like, we love Manny. We've said that a lot. But I see just this, like, disconnect. You know what I mean? And, like, the hustling to first base, I'm not going to put that on him solely. But I see it throughout the entire team that when they hit, like, a ground ball or something that's a routine play, none of them are running the ball out. And it's contagious. I'll kind of argue that because I was – I mean, last night from – you know, again, I didn't watch the game today. But, you know, Cronenworth, he's – he's Cronenworth is still balling, by the way. Yeah, I mean – He's the only one about to do it. But then you have, you know, Manny, and again, I, I, I love our guys, but there's, there's a sense of just ownership of what's going on within the, within, the, within the players. There needs to be a sense of ownership, and I'm not feeling that. And I think Jake is trying to hold on to it and be like, guys, let's fucking yeah. nut up. Right. Well, same with Tatis. I mean, he comes in off the DL, hits two home runs, which at one point it's two, two to one Padres only because Tatis is two home runs. That's yeah. the problem right there. There's nobody on base. There's nobody contributing. It's like, we can't do this with Tatis and Cronenworth. And then, like, Machado here and there, Fam here and yeah, there. Yeah, and are you putting a lot of weight on Tatis being like, you need yeah. to perform, And bro. I think today, you know, it's the ninth inning. We got a guy in first. And Tatis is up with one out. And I was literally thinking just that. I'm like, he thinks he has to win. He, has, he thinks he has to tie the game right now. Yeah. And he struck out for once because he's human. You know, and it's baseball. You're going to get out more times than you are going to get a hit. Yeah, I'm like, yes. That's it right there. Like, he can't hit the game-winning home run every single no, time. No, he fucking can't. Like, can we get somebody else to produce, do something? And we we do this thing now where we get a guy on second base with one out, and there's no hit. It's like a ground ball to second, yeah. and it's or strikeout, and then it's a guy in scoring position with two outs, 
and then we'll do something with two outs that maybe would have scored him. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. So there's no flow, and that's why we're losing games. I mean, that's simply put, we're not we're not doing what it takes to get runs on the board, and it's almost like there's they're putting so much pressure on themselves to get it done that it's backfiring. Yeah, I think they just. And this we is a massive go, problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive problem, and we can go down every avenue of where the fuck this happened, how we need to change it. I mean, every avenue can be approached, but at the end of the day, their organization needs to fucking have a conversation and look at themselves in the mirror and say, we need to fucking yeah. change this, or we're going to be fucked. Right, and that's the massive problem, is like, the games don't stop. Like, we keep playing Absolutely not. every day. And you may get if, a travel day, and but no, that's it. No team's going to feel sorry for you. No! So, if this continues, we're just going to go down as one of the most underperforming, high-caliber teams and, like, one of the biggest choke jobs in baseball history. Yeah, and a team that just so can't finish it. if somebody, you know, and Hosmer already had a speech in the clubhouse, I guess, which that, you know, I credit him for stepping up and being that leader, but it obviously hasn't translated to the field in terms of attitude. I think there's a difference between... Losing games, but you put it all out there, and then losing games where there's just not the heart in it. It's almost like there needs to be a fight, like between. Right. That's the what team. I was thinking today. Tatis got hit in the hands, and I'm going, "All right, so we're gonna hit somebody and like kind of get a spark going that way." Or Tingler comes out and fucking argues, but doing the status quo of like, "Oh, we're doing it again." That's not gonna do shit. We need something. Yeah, like I don't know. Especially if the speech doesn't work in the clubhouse. Then you go fight or something. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, in the NFL, people talk about it all the time. I mean, they, sometimes there's fights that are, like, planned yeah. during, you know, uh, preseason games, preseason, you know, just scrimmages. Like, hey, we're going to have, you know, Rick's yeah, going to... see who's who. Yeah, like, let's start so a fight. Got my... We got we to gotta kind of hype our team up a little bit. We're a little... We're in. We're down. We're we're kind of we're in cruise control. Or, or you know, it, the simplest thing of you get strike three called on you. I don't give a shit if it's a strike or a ball. Throw your bat or something. Somebody get pissed off that we're getting our ass beat every day. Because I sure am, and I'm I'm just a. You fan. want us to be on the team? We'll start on, a fucking I'm just fight. On sports banter, right? Yeah. About it. <laughs> Episode two hard of knocks. Hard Knocks. I will say, was a hair better than episode one. You know, like a doll hair better i mean not you got much. some dolls you know got a couple <laughs> and you know what is with <laughs> the hard knocks you know editing crew this year and keeping whose fucking idea was it <laughs> to keep a vasectomy as part of the cut in episode one and now we have this fucking, we have a segment on Ezekiel, right? Yep, Elliot. Elliot. Uh, I just want to call him Zeke, but I, Ezekiel yeah, sounds like... Zeke will work. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sue me. <laughs> and him chafing his, like, taint. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That is just... I was wondering where you are going. That was such bullshit. That was pretty early in the episode. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, that fucking sucked. Now... All right. Well, that was one interesting part. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it. Interesting? Yeah, no, no. It was, I don't need to know it wasn't about interesting. Ezekiel Elliott's nuts. I don't nuts. know why they kept it in there either. No, that it was, was like piss ten, poor. It was like a minute, though. So? It was fucking stupid. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, now, when I say a bit better... 
I didn't like that part for the record either. No, I'm not continue. saying you did. Yeah. I'm not. No, no, no. I, I don't want that to. Is sports banter nation. I did not want it to <laughs> know that you know Mr. Peanut liked Ezekiel uh, Elliott's uh, nuts being pampered with uh, baby powder. Um, no. Now I will say it was better because we did get a little bit more football action. Yes. And that's what I, I what I really liked. Well, I did really like learning. Um, you know about. Uh, the Cowboys' uh, defensive line coach had no idea where he was from. Yep. Very interesting in that. Again, finding someone on the team that's got a little bit of two guys actually right. on the team that have two different stories. Um, Azur Kamara, I think, was the other one. Kamara, yeah. The Ivory Coast. That was cool. Yep. I did like that. Um, that those aspects I liked, but you know, I'm I, I don't know. It's just. Okay, well, let I'm me get still into working. some... I'm still some, working. I thought it was much better than the first episode because it was yeah. more football stuff, which I yeah. which I asked for, I got. The Zeke thing, yes, there's somebody in the editing room going, he's, like, he's just incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, how about, how about the uh, meeting with pretty much the whole offense and they were going through cadences? Yeah. I and like, I like it. Oh, That's I'm probably why he it. has his edge. But that little skirmish in practice like always happens in the first inter-squad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, the way that Hard Knocks edited that with the plays beforehand, before the fight, building up to the fight, love that. Okay. Because, you know, it's, there's certain hits that are acceptable, there's certain hits that are not. Even yeah. when you're going inner squad with each other, like, there's always that, and we used to do that all the time, chirp yeah. with each other and... Talk shit, yeah. and then there may be a fight happening, right. who cares? Right. So I like that, you know, Donald, and it wasn't a great fight, but it was a fight. Yeah. It kind of ended it a little early, if, you know. Just let him fucking well, fight it I mean, out. Because it's, it's Donald. It's like well, he, he fuck, gotta... let him kill someone. I don't care. <laughs> let the guy fucking tee off. Not in preseason. With that a practice against a second string offensive lineman, I think you can fuck someone up. Yeah, but it's like when you get sixty people on so? the mile. Yeah, well, that's, that's why you're not uh, looking out for Donald. You don't care. You're not a Rams guy. You're a Bills guy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if, if, it doesn't matter. Start the fight. Let it roll, baby. I said I like the fight. All right, all right. I said I like the okay. fight. I, yeah, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> I I'm brought up the fight. Up, I know we're fighting. Well, you cut me off. It's because the Padres. Was, yeah, was, was you just, cut me off. negative energy you know in this what? room. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, also Jerry Jones and Michael Irvin. Like, So I guess they talk every year about everything. It's, they seem to have a close relationship, which I, I, thought, mean, I thought was kind of funny, number one. And number two, when we were talking about bringing players back to put their input in, I guess the Cowboys yeah, do I, that with I, Urban. I agree. I think uh, you know. I think Jerry Jones does rely a lot on his ex players, on their input of the team because Jerry Jones is very much like, you know, what were we doing at that point to yeah. get a Super Bowl, <laughs> and what right. can we do again right now? And it has not worked. No, since. no, but. So, at least he takes. I like that he takes in the account of a former yeah. player and yeah. a Hall of Fame player at that. Even yeah. though those calls probably last three hours because Michael Irvin is going to talk your ear off for as long as he can. Yeah, I mean Jerry Jones just probably and so will Jerry Jones. So yeah, it's probably the perfect match. Exactly. <laughs> Would I want to be in on those conversations? Maybe for about twenty minutes and then I'd be over it. Um, you know, and focusing, I, I do like in Hard Knocks how they focus the last maybe twenty thirty minutes on the actual game. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was covered as well as it could have been, meaning could have given me a little more like what's going on in the game, a little yeah. a little flow yeah, of the yeah, game yeah. rather than just football plays. 
Like, mm-hmm. I'd like to know what actually is going on yeah. until the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but one thing I picked up on is Zeke Elliott is eating seeds on the sideline. I'm a seeds guy. Had him last week. Oh, God. And he's eating... Well, he's eating plain seeds. There's oh, no I didn't flavor. notice that. I didn't notice yeah. that. You're not... There's so many different flavors. This guy's eating plain David seeds. I mean... How many millions of dollars do you need to go into 7-Eleven and get yourself some flavored seeds? Oh, he didn't buy those. He stole those from some kid that's working. <laughs> he stole that from an intern. You know that. Dude, but there's that maybe, no fucking well, way. Well, then the karma gods got him with no flavor. Yeah, then, but you know what? He's like, hey, I want some move. seeds. It's a trash move. I want some seeds. You know, the intern Derek is going to give him some fucking... <laughs> he's going to give him the seeds off of his own ass. I mean, well, get Derek. I mean, I don't want to blame Derek because, you know, he's probably a nice kid, but my God, can somebody, same get, guy, can somebody get some flavor? Let's put seeds? it this way. The same guy that got him fucking baby powder for the game, for the practice, <laughs> was the guy. guy that got him seeds. But, uh, yeah, so that was, I was like, this guy's eating plain seeds. That's weird. Um, but there were some cool stories. I like Micah Parsons, too, the rookie. Never wants to come out of the game. He's very vocal about that. Um I do so like that. We'll that's see. kind of like a center point of this of yeah. their. I think that's going to be a center point. I like, so he's, he's also a, he's a dog. He know? is a dog, and he's a you know. How good is he? That's what I want to see. Is like, is it just a hard knocks thing, or is he going to be a solid rookie? He clearly loves to play. If he's begging to keep rolling in preseason when they give yeah. you like two series usually, um, so I like that. And you know, the content wise, I thought it was better. Second episode. It was. I Third think, will give me a little bit more of... I hope it gives me a little bit more of what I want. I'm interested with Dak Prescott's injury, what is going to happen there. Like, is he, he's going to be out, like, the whole camp, and does that trail into the actual season? Or what is the deal yeah, there? that's true. Because he, hasn't, he didn't even throw in this episode. So, and like I've said, if the Cowboys don't have him, it's like, you can pretty much anticipate, like, four losses out the gate. Yeah, I mean... We're looking out to season two. Let's give it out of ten. You, where are you at? Oh, I'm giving it a five out of ten. <laughs> five out of ten. Yeah. So what was episode one then? Oh, like a two. Okay. Maybe even a one. Are you fucking kidding me? I'll go two for episode one, and then I'll go a seven for episode two. Yeah, it progressed. And Colts. Yeah, don't feel so great about that, but. Oh man, you we're already interesting fucked. division. Yep. And then I got Jags, and then I got Texans. So, for me, you and I have one the same. We got Tennessee, the Titans. Mm-hmm. Number two, I have the Texans. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. I, this was actually really hard to do in the ten seconds I fucking did it in. <laughs> um, and then number three, I have the Jags. And then number four... Colts. I have the Colts, yeah. Okay. We'll table that, and we'll go into the <laughs> NFC South. I'm sure you have the Bucks one. Of course, why wouldn't I? I got the Saints two. Yep. I got the Falcons three. Go fuck yourself. I have Carolina. <laughs> An aggressive third place call. Yeah, I like of course. that. And I got Panthers four. You got Falcons four. Yep. All right. So let's start with the AFC South since that's the biggest discretionary. I mean, so first place uh, being the Titans, I think that's pretty standard. They were they. Won a few games last year in the playoffs. They're the favorite. Just got Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Tannehill. They're mostly returning guys and definitely the best team in that division. Yeah, I think they just – they have all the pieces together. Yeah, it's, it's can they stay healthy? Yes, and, and will they, they all work together right. consistently? And That's can Tannehill how I see stay it. healthy, really? Yeah. So 
That's one. Mm-hmm. And for number two, I have Colt because I like Frank Reich. Um, I, I think they have the best O-line in the NFL. There you go. And I think their defense is formidable. So I'm going, if Carson Wentz, who now is supposed to come back week one, which, wow, didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Thought he would be out till next January. That's why I have them at four. Because <laughs> is... <laughs> of Carson Wentz. No, no, really. That's honestly yeah. like... I have them no, at four. I mean, we'll stick with it. Like, you do your I'm gonna four. I'm going to stay, too. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, you do your four, and then I'll... Because okay. ours are different. Okay. I'll dictate why so, I have them at four. I'm not saying they're, they're going to be second best because of Carson Wentz. I think he's a piece that he can do, like, play action, and mm-hmm. occasionally yeah. he'll catch a guy deep. Um, they got Michael Pittman Jr. and T.Y. Hilton, which are guys I like. Uh, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. I think he's good enough with that O-line to... You know, they're going to score maybe like 17, 20 points a game. I personally have them at four in my picks. And the reason for that is because I really don't think Carson Wentz is a team like leader guy mm. like Phillip Rivers was. Phillip yeah. was just, you know, I'm basically. I think it's easy to play for Phil, tough to play for. Carson. Exactly. And will he be able to bring that team together? I don't know. And yeah. that dynamic of going from Philip Rivers who got us pretty damn far last year yeah. and not on his own shoulders but he definitely you know he, he kind of pulled he's been up, there he's he, pulled, it, he yeah. pulled kind of like a Brady move like hey let me show you guys you know I'm a, I'm a veteran of the game let me show you what I can bring to the table and offer you guys and let's 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 have fun and move around this together Carson Wentz I don't think can do that now I do agree with you on the other parts of their game, their defense, their offensive line. I agree with that. But I think with how much of the of an impact that the NFL has, the NFL quarterback has on a team is very impactful and that's where my that honestly I, I can't give you any more arguments because right. that's my choice. No, I is like that's that. huge on Carson Wentz, that's why. And we're gonna jump from ship to ship. If that's the case with quarterbacks, then the Texans should not be number two on your list. Because if Deshaun Watson does not play, then I don't know who the hell is playing. And I completely agree with you in that sense. And I have them at number two because I'm banking on him fucking playing. Okay. And if interesting, I'm exactly my my decision was he's playing. Okay, so that's why that's, it's like that's that. good to know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I have. I'm very optimistic. Is he gonna play? I'm optimistic that he is, but I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. So my my this whole this one through four could totally get fucked after two <laughs> through four, just based off of right. off of that so decision. That's why I got Texans at four because if he doesn't play, yeah, like who oh, the hell do the fuck. Texans have? I have no idea. They might the as well just have. hang up their cleats right. for the season. Cause... I think if he doesn't play, they're the worst team in the NFL this year. That's a take. Wow, that's then, pretty bold. That is bold, but. I, like I said, I don't know who their backup is, but he's not Deshaun Watson. I don't fucking know. Um, and then three, I I think the Jaguars are like the wild card of the division. They're pretty much brand new, top to bottom. So, you know, I think the plateau is like 10 or I guess 10 and 7. And mm-hmm. they could have their growing pains with Lawrence and be like a really bad team. I don't know. But that's why I put them at three. I think they could be as good as second, but... I put them at three. I like I like that we both have them in that spot. And the reason I have them at three is very similar to what you said, but a big driving factor for me is, you know, like you said, the growing pains of Trevor Lawrence. I think he he in himself 
is gonna have to you know I'm I'm thinking and talking about this for him he needs to learn the NFL yeah that's first and then with that have fun in Jacksonville what's gonna be hard is that team has invested a lot in him saying you need to change this team and I don't know you know that that's weighing on a, on yeah. a. I'm just gonna say it on a rookie quarterback. That's weighing, especially coming from Clemson to where he's consistently won, and and that, and, and that's just hard. And, yeah. and to not have that, you know, adversity as a rookie quarterback, it's gonna be difficult to see. Um, Jameis Winston, who the hell knows how he's gonna fill Breeze's shoes, and then I think Sam Darnell with the Panthers. You know, it's very interesting dynamics in all those teams, but. Uh, you know, the Falcons and Panthers, I think, are on their own rebuilding level, and the Saints kind of still have those pieces that made them a playoff team last year and won the division last year, so that's why I put the Saints at two. And then the Falcons lost Julio Jones, obviously, so I think it's going to be Matt Ryan or Buss, and that's going to be great for stats and probably not great for victories. New head coach, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Panthers, Sam Darnot, Sam Mono, Nold, I don't think he's very good. Um, Christian McCaffrey can only get the ball so many times, yeah. and he got hurt last year, probably because he's getting the ball all the time. Phenomenal player, um, but again, like kind of like you know baseball, but Tatis, you're putting all your eggs in his basket, and Panthers D and Falcons D don't do anything for me. No. I think they're kind of like the butt end of the NFL, maybe like the bottom tier, like the bottom ten teams. They'll be somewhere in there. Yeah. So that's kind of how I look at the NFC South. It's the Bucks division to lose, and I see the Saints maybe is getting a wild card spot. So I agree with you in Tampa Bay. Um, Saints, I have them at two, and I I actually have a lot of optimism for Jameis Winston. I think Sean Payton, too, is a good coach yeah. for him to have. And I think being behind you know, Drew Brees and, and just yeah, having that like learning experience from him you know, may have been hard in the beginning, but... You know, look, Jameis is his own. You know, he's a he's a weird dude, but <laughs> crab legs. Yeah, I'm Winston. Yeah, yeah, I'm just hoping that he, you know, takes this opportunity not to just kind of take the reins as like a leader. I, I mean, think even at Florida State, I didn't feel like he was leading that team. I felt yeah, Jimbo I feel, I feel Fisher, like he Fisher did. was. I feel like he was a great leader at Florida State. See, I didn't. I I didn't feel that way because I felt that a lot of his decisions while make while being a quarterback were made by Jimbo. Mm-hmm. And and again, mm-hmm. that, 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 that Jimbo has a. I mean, his his fingers on the pulse with his offense, yeah. especially quarterbacks. Yeah, it's you're learning my way, bro. It's yeah. no other way. <laughs> That's true. And, and I that to that point, I think we're gonna figure out if Jameis Winston is the real deal this year. It's a make or break year for him. Yes, and I have them at two for that reason. And also, I'm I'm, you know, I I talk. I'll be honest. I've talked a lot of shit on Jameis Winston to a lot of different people on how I don't think. <laughs> How I don't a lot think, of different platforms. Yeah, and a lot exactly. Of- <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, how my thought process was, he was Jimbo Fisher's tool at Florida yeah, State. Okay. That's why I've talked so much shit on him is because mm-hmm. he was a tool or a pawn of Jimbo Fisher, and you are making the decisions that I want you to make. He yeah. has not, and I'm not saying he hasn't done, he hasn't gotten to where he is just based off that. It's his own work ethic, but... That's my. Yeah. That's where I see that, and okay. I really like how you put that. Was this is the make or break season yeah. for Jameis Winston? 
I have Carolina at three. I have them at three just because they're, to me, versus the Falcons, to me, they are in more of a position of, let's learn what our team can really do mm. as an organization. Like, okay, I they're, like that. They're more of like, let's see what we can do. We have Christian. <laughs> we can run the ball. Yeah. We got that kind of set in our bag. And like you said, they are putting a lot of effort and a lot of weight on him. But let's let's... We we have confidence there. Let's now work other places. I haven't seen their preseason games. Haven't seen any of that, but I'm I'm hoping they kind of learn from that. Now, flipping that to the Falcons, I have the Falcons at four because Matt Ryan to me, it should just should not be playing football anymore. <laughs> um, I think he's a good leader and he's got the right mindset of how I can lead a team. But his team is in such shambles and like yeah. and you alluded to earlier, they're in such a rebuilding phase Mm -hmm. matt ryan is not the guy you want rebuilding there you need someone to come in and be your franchise quarterback just take the take the swift kick to the pants for him yeah you gotta pay that dude get him the fuck out that's yeah what i would say is he's too good to give up but he's not good enough to build around. Exactly. And and yeah. and that's <laughs> so why it's I, a bad place to be in. Exactly. And that's why I have him at 4. And you you also said they they're getting a new coach. Yep. They're and you also alluded to it as well. Their defenses are nowhere yeah. near where they need to be. So that's why I have, you know, that's why I have him at 3 and 4. Again, I think 1 and 2. I kind of hope for a, a close contention there. Yeah. And and you know, I think how you and I see it is Brady will come out on top, but Jameis is just such, again, for me, is I've talked shit on him, and he's such a question mark. Yeah. I just want to see, you know, what Sean Payton and him can do together. Um, what do they got, like, uh, what's his name, Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do with him? Yeah. I mean, is he your third, fourth <laughs> he's string on tight team. end? Yeah. He plays D-end, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, but again, that's another wrinkle that teams have to kind yeah. of focus on. And th- look, he's not getting cut. You know, no, no, he's, he's Sean Payton's baby. He might do like a double QB. Who the hell knows? Yeah. But um, as far as the NFC South goes, I think it's going to be Bucks by maybe like two games, maybe more. Uh, the AFC South, I think, is there's more question marks there of maybe two through four who kind of shows up. Like we were talking off, maybe the Jaguars have a great year with all these rookies, or maybe they go south. Yeah. Um, maybe the Colts have a good year. Maybe the Texans have Deshaun Watson and they can do something with it. So. Those are our picks for their AFC and NFC South. As he tried to come back as a tight end. And um, thoughts. And we covered it. I mean, we covered, <laughs> you know, when we first saw that he got signed right. with the Jacksonville, we both, you know, were we had our opinions on it. My opinion is stuck. I really don't think he should have been brought back. We both agreed, though, it was a smart move for Jacksonville. Marketing. Get some people, get some eyes on the team. Exactly. And let me tell you, that was a fucking train wreck. That guy should not have touched the field. I don't know how he went through <laughs> practices without someone just going, this guy can't fucking do it. And I'm- you know what's interesting is, uh, you know, the media tries to make it the story of like, oh, look, Tebow is going to make this happen. So yes. they posted, he got one touchdown in practice with uh, Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I don't give it a pre- fuck. It pre- right. It presents the idea like, oh my God, like he can actually do this. Yeah. And then if you watch the game film that was posted everywhere on uh, the Social first media. preseason game... <laughs> I mean, the guy has no idea how to block you being no. a former tackle. Like, it was 
even if you don't understand football, like you don't, you can't be on the ground if you're on offense. Yeah, I mean, someone posted on their tw- on their Twitter or Instagram, what have you, whatever social media outlet that was posted on. Someone said that you know, just based off that video of him trying to block, he looks like a quarterback trying to play <laughs> tight end. And you know what? Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. That comment was not. You know, it's nowhere far it's from the truth. Not a knock on him. It's, Absolutely not. It's he, just like you look. You play quarterback forever. Yeah. You're not going to turn into an O lineman overnight. But I mean, who's hyping him up? Like in the like behind the scenes, like you can do this, bro. <laughs> like Damn. I mean, have you thought about tight end? I will say he he himself has a lot of confidence in himself, but there has to be which someone, I appreciate. Sure. Yeah, there has to be someone in the sidelines that are ju- that's just. Yeah, man, you can do this. Like, no, you fucking can't, and you shouldn't. And, I mean, you know, a lot of people got upset, and I might be getting a little long-winded on this. A lot of people got upset that he Mm. took a a spot from potentially someone else. I will say, I completely agree with that. Number two, like, just backing that that comment up is, based on his play, he definitely took an opportunity from someone. Now, whether that opportunity was someone to get signed be a practice squad guy, th- that, that, that doesn't matter to me. The, f- mac- the fact of the matter is is they wasted a fucking game on him to just have this bullshit shot. <laughs> and there, yes, there totally could have been someone else out there. But you know what was nice is that's one tight end off Jacksonville's list, right, like mm-hmm. of tight ends. And who's to say the guy behind him, because I don't know his name, yeah. who's to say yeah. the guy behind him isn't now a practice squad guy or – you know, maybe a third right. string or tight end. Or just getting more of an opportunity, reps. more eyes, reps, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, the experiment of Tebow as a tight end, I thought was very, you know, long, long-winded or just not really an actual chance. And I think that showed with the few plays that he did have was kind of like a guy in the wrong space. Yeah, yeah, that's he a He could probably, idea. you know, know where to be just based on the playbook, but the pure instincts that you need to have that in that spot you can't pick up in three months yeah and maybe they wanted him to kind of help trevor kind of understand like getting into the nfl i mean you know tebow is that guy that a lot great guy to have around the team that's exactly how i kind of see it and again we're not part of those conversations we're not in those meetings which we probably should but you know we're just (laughs) not in it but it just was he brought in for a different reason that's, that's yeah, and I'm leaning toward yes. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Like I said at the very beginning, I think the marketing side of it and Urban Meyer yeah. and Tebow's relationship oh, totally, beforehand. Yeah. And I think I even mentioned maybe they had a wildcat thing, which I don't know if that still exists, but um, that would be something that you could point to. It's only least. a Saints thing this year <laughs> with fucking two quarterbacks. But you know, that's kind of what you'd have to like look toward is why? Yeah. Why is he getting this shot? If it's purely tight end. That's why you get cut on the first week of cuts because yeah. you're not a tight end, Tim Tebow. Yeah, and, and, but I don't hate that he's going after something. I I think that's what makes him him is he's not afraid to fail. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, but purely football yes. depth chart wise, you're not going to be a tight end. Yeah, and I would love to know those like conversations within the coaching staff. Like, did they already have the conversation of this motherfucker's getting cut after the first yeah. preseason game? You know, like. Who knows? No, we don't know, but he is not a tight end. The Jaguars are speechless. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just upsetting. It's gonna turn around. There. Yeah. So we dove into that disaster. If it doesn't turn around, we're fucked. Let's just and, put it that way. With a capital yeah, F. I'm uh, look. We'll go down that road. We must. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Coming to that, Hard Knocks Episode 2. PB is warming up to it. Not quite as much as I am, but we're getting better at least. Yeah. Um, then we broke down the AFC and NFC South. Just looking forward to football being back. And with an extra week of regular season games, we're getting a little extra football this year. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, two more to break down. So week three, week four of divisions. And then Tim Tebow is cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. PB throwing a thumbs up. He's Thank stoked. God. He is not a tight end. Oh, Great guy, but he's not your tight end. You know what's going to suck? <laughs> is now Tim Tebow's going to come out and commentate. And he's going, you know what? I, I played tight end. This is, this is what they're <laughs> That's looking for. probably true. This is what they're looking for. Yeah. This is how they have their route. And, you know, it's a tough it's, game. you got to block and run. Right. And you got to try he's, and catch a ball. He's an expert tight end. It's going to be tight fucking annoying. <laughs> Tebow analytics. Uh, PB, what do you got for the good people? You know what? I I mean, this, look. As rough as it was. Bear with us for Padres. There's a a heavy amount of content there. But, you know, we are, we're working through it as an organization. (laughs) Working through it personally, emotionally. Exactly. But, again, you know, continue to interact with our page. Mr. Peanut here has done an exceptional job at cleaning up the Instagram um, and with Thank that you, being said, uh, underscore sports banter right. is our Instagram handle. We have, um, we've actually, again, Mr. Peanut has done this. He's linked us up with Linktree. So if you see that little tab at the base of our uh, Instagram page, it'll feed you to our podcast, our blog. It'll feed you to all of our areas of mm-hmm. where you can get in contact with all of our stuff. And again, you know, if there's anything that you guys want us to do, what we may need change, but you know, we're all for it. I mean, like I said, I got to commend Mr. Peanut here. He's done a lot to um, just get us a little bit further in that, and I appreciate it. So Yeah. Hey, PV. It's, 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 the teamwork makes a dream work, Yeah, baby. that's right. Um, but, yeah, throw us five stars. Just, you know, help us help us grow. As, I, as PB alluded to, we're trying to get this thing more evolution, if you will. Yeah, and, and we've we've chimed on it before, but if there's anyone that you know that's looking yeah. to do a small, you know, um, advertisement or anything that, right. you know, where we can kind of work with each other, if you will, I mean, we're, we're happy, all for We're it. happy to talk. Yeah, yeah, even if it's just, you know, just hyping your name out. Like, we can work on different areas of what you want and what we want and what we're both trying to grow with. Just, again, we're, we're open to this. We're in control. Why not have some fun <laughs> with it? App so freaking Lily. Hit us up, man. So throw us a DM, throw us yeah. throw us a text, whatever you need. Uh but for episode thirty one, sports banter. Out. Ooh.